On this episode of Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about one of your favorite topics. What's that? Roadmaps. Oh, no. Uh, so this is something we, we were kicking around for an idea and, uh, question that comes up all the time is people ask you about product teams, talk about it here at Drift. Mm -hmm. Something that you talked about a lot at HubSpot too, is that there's no public roadmap Yep. and a roadmap is something that is so like historical. It's so essential to like the life of a product Mm -hmm. team and an engineering organization. Mm -hmm. Um, and you actually started with a story. Talk about how uh, last week you met with a bunch of execs from yeah. another company. So maybe maybe let's use that story to, to kick off this episode. Sure. I met with a exec CEO and a couple of execs from another company here in, in Cambridge, and uh, you know we were talking. They were asking me questions about how they should organize their product organization and what have I done and what has worked and kind of best practices around it. And we finally got to a part at, towards the end where you know uh, we were talking about. You know my belief in not having uh, public roadmaps and uh, and kind of working towards release dates, especially public release dates. Um, there are times when you have those kind of things internally, but public the idea of a public roadmap or public release date shouldn't exist. And of course, the CEO was like, "Well, how do you make how do you make sure our product team's accountable if I don't have a public roadmap? Right? How what do we what sell? Is a, what how is do that? we sell and train if there's no product?" <laughs> Public roadmap. So, so in that example, that means like that CEO, like they they announce to customers, like yeah. in January first, we'll be launching X. Exactly. Whether they do that from a marketing standpoint or they do it uh, from a customer success or sales standpoint, it's usually customer success and, and sales. You know, it's usually not something that's uh, warrants being marketed. Right. Uh, it's like, but, oh, here's the date that this feature you asked about exactly. is coming. But, but, you know, from a sales exception standpoint, like let's say a company is selling through salespeople and like, or even if they're selling through online freemium approach and people are writing in and saying, hey, when is this feature going to be ready? Uh, most companies default to have that public kind of release date and say, hey, we're working on that. It's going to be in, you know, August 15th, around that week, we're probably going to release something like that. Yeah. And my thing has always been... Uh, not to have those things, not to have pub- public release dates, and not to have public roadmaps, uh, and that's how we ran the teams at you know Performable, my last company, HubSpot, and now Drift, yeah. and uh, we can get into why. Layla, so so I also think uh, this is probably a lesson that's going to apply beyond product absolutely teams too, right? Absolutely, I think it applies to how we think about marketing, like. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 plan is we on the back of a napkin we have three big things that we yeah. want to get done this quarter. Totally right. There's no dates though. Mm-hmm. It's just directionally. Yes. Are we getting in the right direction? Themes. And so I think I, a lot of people get so bogged down in the planning part of it in the tactics yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so you know the point of how I arrived at all this stuff and why I think it's important is that you have to back out and ask yourself the fundamental question of what what is success. How are we going to measure success, right? And my point from at least a product standpoint has been like, well, success should be, and also from a company and sales standpoint, so you're right, it's beyond product, has been like, well, success should be, you know, a customer that is happy, you know, delighted and, uh, you know, happy to use your product service or, you know, whatever it is that you produce. That should be the ultimate measure, right? Like that's the point that businesses exist, right? It should be to satisfy a customer. So that should be the ultimate measure. And then 
If that is the ultimate measure, then let's work backwards from a tactical and planning standpoint to say, all right, if customer success and customer happiness is the ultimate um, goal, how do we measure that for a product team? How do we measure that for a sales team? How do we yeah. measure that from other teams? That's the point. Start from the start with the why. It, it's funny. There's another thing that you we mention a lot is like it goes back to aligning incentives, right? Yes. If this team, mm-hmm. if the team is incentivized, and this has happened, I worked at a big company where this was mm-hmm. a, a real thing. Yeah. This quarter, the whole company's focus is to ship automation work, yeah. like whatever, yeah. to ship this feature, right? Yeah. Then what happens? Everyone's incentives mm-hmm. from marketing to sales to product are all aligned around that thing. Yes. And you just become laser focused on that and forget all the other stuff that comes with running totally. a business. And you may have shipped it. Most of the time, you don't even end up shipping it on time. But let's imagine you did ship it on time. So you end up shipping it. Uh, you've ignored customers in the meantime. Right, you don't even know if this is going to be you, adopted. And that's the point. And then you ship it and nobody cares. And so you've rallied the whole company around it. Right. Everyone's spent their time doing it, right. and they don't care. Ooh. Actually, what usually happens is something a little bit in the middle, in between those two, which is you ship it. Some people kind of care. Most of it is broken. It doesn't really work the way you intended, or you didn't think about a certain use case, and so you need to now iterate on it. But you've made a big public yeah. stance about this this thing and uh, where you didn't actually care about the customer in that right. case all you cared about was the fact whether you can rally the company to ship a, a you thing made this announcement exactly and uh, everybody thinks that they're facebook like they think that, that when they ship a new feature yeah hundreds of thousands of people are just overnight gonna adopt it yeah. all right yeah. and that's not the case and then it always comes back to like well we didn't market this feature really and it's like it all comes back down to you know are people going to care about this totally and, he, and they don't know that they don't operate at a Facebook or a Google or an Amazon scale. Yeah. They don't know that Google or Amazon or Facebook have actually tested uh, with live customers probably for a long time mm-hmm. before they ship something, so they validated it. They skip all those steps, and they just jump immediately towards, like, let's announce it, let's have a big marketing push, and then yeah. let's have this this work. And that sort, I think it's an, you know, it there was a time and place for that, again, back when, pre-internet days. Right. When you're shipping something physical, totally made sense. Or if you're shipping some physical thing that gets shipped to Best Buy, totally makes sense. You need to rally the whole company around that. If you're shipping software or any kind of hardware that can be remotely updated from a software standpoint, then it doesn't make sense Especially anymore. today in 2016. Like Absolutely. No more agile, no more waterfall. Like yeah. It's not six weeks mm-hmm. sprint cycles. Things yeah. can change overnight. So why do you operate in a world that that doesn't exist? Exactly. And so the way that, you know, when we were, I was talking to this team that I was, because it was a head of marketing, head of product, and the CEO was explaining, is like, for all of time that I've been involved with shipping software, or I've talked to anyone who ships software, and everyone laughs when you say this, is I've never seen a release that, you announced it from a marketing standpoint, and you shipped it. So we just announced V1, and we shipped it to all, all of our customers uh, that it actually was successful, right? Successful meaning that either they met the date, the date is almost never met, right, because the product wasn't ready on time, mm-hmm. uh, so it slipped, or two, they announced it and nobody cared about it, or they announced it and people cared about it, and it wasn't ready, so you had outages or bugs with the product. Yeah. And so my thing was always... Let's separate those two things, which is one, a business and marketing and sales event, which is like announcing something to a customer and have a big separation between that and actual releasing to customers. In our case, we would often release something to customers months, Mm -hmm. weeks before 
and had customers working and us iterating on the software for weeks, if not months, uh, before we ever yeah. announced it from a marketing standpoint. I was going to ask standpoint. you about that. I think that's the, the, the playbook that yes. even, before I even knew you guys, I was trying to take from a marketing yep. and product perspective, which is like, you know, you guys were su- so, you know, for example, HubSpot, Performer, whatever, you would have your partners, yes. you know, basically months before you'd release something, mm-hmm. you'd give your partners, and if you're listening, this doesn't have to be partners, it, it could be like your list of VIP customers, right? Totally. You give your 10 VIP customers access right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Because they're VIP customers, you know they're not, you have more leash with them, right? Yes. If it is buggy, they're not going to be pissed off. Totally. These are people that already and love you. And you're totally upfront about the state yeah. of things. Hey, I want you guys to test something. And, so, the, right? and you can phrase it as them being a design partner, they're helping you design it, right? Right, they and get no, to be part of building this. Yes. Yeah. So, so you you know reach out to those people. Mm-hmm. So not only do you then get to test and start to validate from mm-hmm. from a product perspective, yeah. but from a marketing perspective, now you've already had people who are using it. Mm-hmm. You can use the words that they're using to yes. talk about it in your copy, mm-hmm. in your landing mm-hmm. page, in your website, and like you can actually have testimonials on launch day. Exactly. Whereas the most times you got to launch, wait to see if people are successful. You mm-hmm. get to announce this thing and launch and say, hey, and these people have already been using it and they love it, happy mm-hmm. to provide a reference, whatever. And that's why it works so well. And that's the part that would resonate uh, with marketers and CEOs when you ex- and, and heads of sales when you explain it. Don't you want to launch when it's been vetted and you know it works with customers? We fixed all the issues that may have arisen so we have a better version of it. You go to market with an announcement and have case studies and actual examples of people being successful with your software. And now you can really be in a position from a, from a strength standpoint, a go-to-market standpoint, to actually sell something yeah. versus we're going to announce it the day that we launch it. We have immediately, if it works and people want it, big if, then people are going to ask, who else is using this? Do you have any, how do I use it? Do you have any examples of other people who have been successful with it? And your answer is going to be like, not yet, not yet, nope. And, and you're going to try to make a big sales and marketing push with no examples, no case studies, no testimonials. And, and sales and support reps who haven't gotten the reps and sets exactly. of talking no training. about that stuff. No training, yeah. kind of day of kind of training. Yeah. You, know, you have support issues. We've all lived through this. Support's blowing up. Product's blowing up. The product's coming down. Customers are pissed. Sales is trying to sell it. They have no examples. Like, it's just a total cluster. And it's all because you just put one date and you said, this is our launch date. Exactly. Because you forgot the why, which is the why should be uh, we're making customers successful is the goal of the company. So what is the best thing to make customers successful? It's to vet something, to test something, to actually go to customers with something when you feel like, it can make them successful. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna end, let's end this with the, the actual question that we started with, which yep. is: so knowing all this, how do you, if if you're a CEO that's listening, a founder, whatever, yep. how do you actually run a business without product roadmaps and dates? Like, what's the actionable thing to take out of this? Yep. So you, as a CEO, you should be focused on aligning incentives for all your teams and making sure that. Uh, the teams, let's say in this case product and engineering, which I was talking about, are aligned with the customer, both externally and internal customers, your internal customers being sales, support, success, marketing, and that they're working together and they have shared accountability, right, uh, towards making the customer successful, and everyone is accountable uh, for what they're doing across the team. So sales is being supported, um, support, 
success in marketing and is working with product continuously with customers uh, to make sure that they're making customers successful. That should be the goal. If that's happening and you're measuring from a CEO, you can stand back and say, are our customers happier? Are they buying more? Uh, are we losing less deals to competition, right? If those, all those things are true and they're up and to the right uh, and my team is happy, productive, uh, and we can retain the team, then roadmap should never matter. Yeah. Who or, cares? Or they can be directional. Yeah, who cares? Why do you need a roadmap? If all those things are true, what is the roadmap for? Right. And it's, it's, a, it's usually for a sense of control, right? But you're controlling the wrong thing, right? Yeah. You shouldn't be controlling that. You shouldn't be having this feeling that you need to control the team and make them accountable to this artificial thing, you make them accountable to the thing that actually matters, which is the customer. Yeah. And you're not saying don't have a plan for what you're building. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this, people this, take that people to the extreme. Gonna, people are going to like, oh, no plan, no, no dates, no nothing. No, no. No. You're just, no, have a plan. Uh, absolutely, you have to have a plan. And your plan, the way that you come up with plans is up to you, right? We can talk about how we do it but like, or how we have done it. Uh, but come up with your own method for doing that. But... Focus on the most important thing. Why are you doing this? You're doing it to make customers successful, ideally so that they can grow your business along with their business. And if those two things are aligned, then you're going to grow and be happier. Yeah, and the point of having this conversation isn't to say that you shouldn't have dates and roadmaps. It's to say that usually the narrative around why you have dates and roadmaps is wrong. Is wrong. Yep, you're focused on the wrong thing. So you're focused on this, this tactic that actually, at the end of the day, and we all had roadmaps and uh, version numbers in lots of different companies, they didn't solve the problem. Right. So you're focused on the wrong thing. It's like you're, you're focus on, and instead of pulling back from the roadmap and the version numbers, you know what happens? They end up adding shorter roadmaps, uh, shorter timeframes, more dates, more roadmaps, more, 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 instead of saying, it doesn't work in the first place, so right. why am I keep why adding more? Narrow, yeah. yeah, instead of, it's not working, and so why don't I try something else? Instead, they try to constrain it even more. Yeah. And then they kill, kill the team, kill the company, kill productivity. I just remembered this, the call What's to that? action for this episode. What is it? Tell the people about our new website and what we're going to do. Our new website? Medium. What website? Oh, yeah. So we have, uh, we have seekingwisdom.io, in case you've never visited before, was hosted on a WordPress blog, right? And what, we, what I we did last weekend was we moved it over to medium uh and so now that all of our podcast episodes you can go there listen to them from there stay up to date with us follow us on medium and we're going to be posting all the beyond podcast stuff all the other things that we're learning ourselves and then we're going to have other people contribute to it as well uh and so if you go to seekingwisdom.io that now goes to our medium publication and we're going to be publishing on it not only podcast stuff, but original content, and we're going to get some of our friends who are friends and colleagues and even listeners to start to help and contribute to that community. Yeah, so we're going to publish a bunch of stuff, like you know whether our designer friends, Elise and Amanda here at Drift, want to write something about what they're learning, mm-hmm. uh, all through like you, if you're listening, if you're a podcast listener and you've been writing stuff on Medium, like you can write in, you can write on Seeking Wisdom now. Absolutely, we want to make it a publication that's filled with you know everybody that is writing stuff that is interested in the show and the stuff we talk about. And to we'll write. Pr- promote you here. And what we want to do is take it beyond the stuff that we're learning and involve you and involve other people and kind of take this whole movement about learning and being the best versions of ourselves uh, and. 
10x it. Yeah. And so jump in and help us 10x it, and we're going to build an amazing community. Yeah. So all right, if you're listening right now, if you do one thing, that's all. This is all. This might be the easiest CTA. Put seekingwisdom.io in your browser. That's going to pull up Medium. Once you get there, just hit follow so you can get along uh, with the publication. Yep. And then if you ever want to write something, just contact us right on Medium there, and uh, and we'll be happy yeah, to we'll work with you. We'll make it happen. Let's All right. do it. We'll talk to you later. All right.